0: Welcome to the Wealth with Purpose podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. My guest today is Alex Cook, the CEO and founder of Wealth with Purpose. Alex, thanks again for your time today.
1: My pleasure. Great to be with you, Shane.
0: Last week, we talked about the three spiritual principles of money. This week, we're going to be talking about the three practical principles of money. What's the first principle?
1: Yeah, so as you said last week, we covered some of the spiritual dimensions like ownership and responsibility and living generously. Now, I wanted to get more practical and talk in ways of things where people can, I guess, relate to how the day-to-day use of their money. And so the first principle here is living beneath your means. Now, many of us would have heard of that cliche, live within your means, which is basically, you know, don't spend more than you earn, which is sensible. But in reality, to get ahead, you actually need to live beneath your means. And that's not always easy. And I certainly, I come from a family of what I call natural born spenders. Uh, so it's not, not easy. And I think my kids have caught that gene as well. And so there's, a, you know, there's an easy temptation to spend. you know There's opportunities everywhere, particularly in a nation like Australia, to spend money so easily. There's so many things we can do. But the reality of this principle is the practical aspect to do this is that we need to do a budget, right? We need to know how we're spending our money. And so how much is coming into your house in the form of income versus how much is going out. And of course, the idea is that you have a surplus because otherwise you're above your means. Now... The approach that we teach here is just a really simple rule. It's called the 80-10-10 rule. And the idea here is you live on 80% of what you earn, i.e. you live 20% below your means. And then the other 20%, you break it in two, you give 10 and you save 10. Now, it's not meant to be legalistic in any way. The idea potentially is if it maybe if you live at home with mum and dad, maybe you can save a lot more than 10%. If you're You know, if you've paid off your mortgage and you no longer pay rent, maybe you can give. You don't need to give ten percent. Maybe you can afford to give twenty or thirty percent, or you can save more as well. So, as I say, it's just a useful framework for thinking about how we spend our money, making sure we're living beneath our means, but also making sure we're living generously with what we have. Now, of course, that's a challenge in our society because we need to learn contentment. You know, Paul. In, in his letters, talks about the fact that contentment was something that he had to learn. And I think we need to find the joy in things that aren't material. You know, there's so many great things to enjoy that aren't material and through relationships and so forth. And that's something I think we need to to learn to focus on as we live beneath our means. You know, it's interesting. When I was a kid, I, I lived for a couple of years in the Philippines, which, uh, you know, is a developing country. Uh, it was very poor then, still poor today, but, you know, growing... Coming along leaps and bounds, but still quite poor. But I was always staggered by the people you saw smiling. <laughs> you know, everywhere you got these Filipinos smiling. And then if you compare it to Australia these days, which you know is an enormously blessed country where we've got an enormous number of mental health issues and, and that kind of thing. And whilst mental health is a you know a complicated topic and certainly one that I'm not skilled to talk on, the reality is, of course, is one of the causes of it is because we focus on the wrong things. And as I say. Part of this issue of wanting to learn to live beneath our means and learning to be content and live simply, you know, is a really critical principle, I think, for us to apply to our finances. And when you do that, by living beneath your means, you're going to get ahead. So you're going to be able to forge ahead with your finances, but you're also going to be far more content as well. And, uh, you know, count your blessings as we go, because as I say, we are enormously blessed in Australia.
0: We certainly are. That's some great advice there. Alex Cook is my guest today, the CEO and founder of Wealth With Purpose. Alex, what's the second principle today?
1: Yeah, well, look, if anyone's been listening to me for a while, they'll know that I'm not a huge fan of debt. (laughs) And and for years, I've been trying to warn people that one day uh, interest rates would go up and, and there's a risk that a particular scripture would be fulfilled. And that scripture is Proverbs twenty-two, verse seven, where it says, "The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is the slave to the lender." And the the, the thing is, God does not want us enslaved. And unfortunately, Australia today is the second most indebted nation on earth. Many people listening may feel that weight, you know, the weight from having a lot of debt and the stress and they're having to cut back on some things and so forth. And whilst I do think there are very practical and sensible long-term reasons for owning a home, we shouldn't become slaves in order to get it and i think when it when we do feel this pressure there's a tendency to also want to blame so for example we want to blame the banks or blame the government things like that which whilst legitimate in some sense i certainly believe that many of the poor public policies that we have as a nation have led uh, to this situation where people do feel this tremendous pressure, but we don't need to buy into the world system. And I think as Christians, we should be thinking differently. We should be taking responsibility and thinking about learning to be good stewards and just not buy into this world system. As I say, I'm not suggesting that people don't own a home or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm merely saying we need to be very wise in our use of debt. The Bible never paints it as sinful, but it does warn about the fact that it can entrap us. And so my sort of message in a practical sense here is to try and keep your debt to no more than 30% of your net income. If you go above 30%, then realistically, you're, gonna, you're probably got too much and you're going to find it hard to pay bills, hard to live generously, hard to do other things. So try and keep it to below that. Now, I know some people probably 18 months ago may have been less than 30, but now because of interest rate rises, it's, it's higher than that. So obviously, it's a chance to potentially need to reassess and so forth. And so to me... This issue here, when it comes to debt, is just do some basic math and say, can I pay off my debts in a realistic time frame? Can I still live generously? Can I do the things that I feel that I'm called to do as a believer? Even though, you know, times are bit tough. We want to make sure, as I say, that debt doesn't enslave us. That's something that, you know, we want to avoid as much as we possibly can.
0: Alex Cook is my guest today, the CEO and founder of Wealth With Purpose. And Alex, the third principle.
1: I say to people to think of money as a tool. When it comes to topics like wealth accumulation, it's a bit of a sort of a sensitive topic in the Christian world. We often have a bit of a love-hate relationship with money. We, we know that money can do damage if it's not used wisely, and we know that it can have a negative impact on our, our character. In fact, I, I would go to so far to say that one of the big risk factors with money, if you like, is in fact our relationship with God. If we fall in love with money, and the devil would love us to fall in love with money, then we make it an idol is a false God, and we end up serving the the enemy rather than serving God himself. So we need to change our mindset here, realize that money is actually a tool for doing good and that wealth in and of itself is a positive thing, but we can allow it if we're not careful uh, and it will have a negative impact on us if we're not careful. You know, I I love there's a, a fabulous verse in Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, where it says, remember the Lord. It is He who gives you the ability to build wealth. And so, the danger, I think, when people get wealth, and if you look at a nation like Australia, which has become very prosperous and very comfortable, is people have forgotten the Lord. And that's often very true. The richer people become, the more likely they are to turn from God. And, you know, Jesus said, you know, it's harder for a rich person to go to heaven than through an eye of a needle. So, you have those things which are really warning us about what wealth can do. So, in that sense, as I say, building wealth is is fine, but we need to guard our hearts, make sure that what we're doing is morally okay. In other words, we're building it the right way and we're building it wealth with purpose. And that's the name of our ministry for good reason. You know, We believe that you can use money as a tool for doing good and and wealth can be used in enormously positive ways like funding the kingdom, helping the poor, helping and supporting our families and so forth. So wealth, when used purposefully, is a wonderful tool. And so I think the question then for us as as Christians is, well, God, you've given me these great resources as a tool. What do you want me to do with them? And we include God in our financial decision making and ask him, God, what do you want me to do with what you've given me? You've put this in my hands. How am I going to use it wisely? And I think that's the questions we should be asking ourselves when we think about money as a tool.
0: Some great advice there, Alex. And you you mentioned your ministry, Alex, Wealth with Purpose. And how can people uh, check out more information?
1: Yeah, look, I always encourage people to jump on our website, wealthwithpurpose.com. It's basically got a lot of uh, resources there. There's some free resources and eBooks and podcasts and things that people can access and download. Uh, But there's also some courses there and things like that if you want to really increase your knowledge and if you really want to apply God's word to your finances. We've got lots of material there to help you do exactly that and to coach you through and to get you more help if you need it as well. So wealthwithpurpose.com is the, the thing to check
0: out. Fantastic. Alex, thank you so much for sharing your insights again today. And next week we'll talk about the six biblical principles of investing. Looking forward to that one. But, Alex, thanks so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks, Shane. Alex Cook, the CEO and founder of Wealth With Purpose. Thanks for tuning into the Wealth With Purpose podcast. For more great Biblical wisdom and free resources, please visit www.wealthwithpurpose.com.